Welcome to Nina, Hannah, and Emily in Paris. I'm Nina. And I'm Hannah. And you're listening to our recap podcast about Emily in Paris. If you want to be notified when we release a new episode, be sure to subscribe and feel free to leave a review. But now it's time to make your boyfriend jealous and get settled in for episode nine. I have to tell you, I loved this episode. I think I had the moment that you had in episode six, you know? Mm-hmm. I had it with this moment, with this episode, where I was like, oh my gosh, I actually love this show. And if I'd binged it, I bet I would have finished the season thinking I'd loved the whole thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because this is I, episode eight? Yeah. This is episode not... Uh... Wait, let me find out. <laughs> We've completely Wait. lost ourselves. Let me look it up. Episode nine, you're so right. Oh, we just watched episode we nine. We just watched episode nine. Oh my god, we're at the penultimate. Whoo, I feel emotional. Ooh. I feel emotional. <laughs> Woo! I loved it. Did you I, not love it? I, um, this one like wasn't my favorite. I think it had like a lot of ridiculous moments to me. Wow. I completely, completely disagree. <laughs> You thought all the moments were grounded in truth? Yes, for the first time. <laughs> I thought completely Well, let's start believable. from the beginning. Okay, the Cubs have maybe won the World Series. <laughs> the Cubs have won the World in, Series. In, like, October, November. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is all part of Emily's pitch for Cammy's champagne. Champagne. Squishy spray. Champagne. Yeah. Champagne just for spraying. Yes. And she, like, shows them this ad, and she's like, we're trying to make extravagant accessible extravaganza especially whatever and she goes <laughs> do you know those words like, ex- extrav- <laughs> she said something like extravaganza <laughs> extravaganza accessibility she goes i sent a case of champagne to my favorite chicago bar so we find out that that was her chicago fa- her favorite bar in chicago yikes Ugh. yikes i know it's tough um see it's weird to realize that emily and i are like different women like we would never run into each other in chicago no which maybe like kind of goes to show like she's not actually unbelievable you just haven't ever met anyone like her yeah that's true how about that and that's possible sylvie's like oh you're like ruining everything about luxury (laughs) and she's just like whatever (laughs) yeah and emily's like well no i'm making i'm making extravagance accessible (laughs) What words? It reminds me of when I worked at a when I worked at a (laughs) cupcake shop in high school, and they were like, "What we're selling is an affordable luxury." An affordable luxury. Well, there you go. (laughs) Um, and then, well, she gets a message from her her name. I never remember. So Judith, who runs the American Friends of the Louvre, the AFL, wants (laughs) to have a meeting with Emily because she's heard that they represent Pierre Cadeau. And she wants a cadeau piece at their big auction. She wants a cadeau dress mm-hmm. yeah, for their is. fundraiser gala. And they meet for lunch at Ralph Lauren's Paris restaurant where they speak English and talk about how nice it is to get away from those terrible French accents. I mean, have these do these people even know how to pronounce an R? 
Okay, I loved this scene where she's like, oh my God, what is it? It's like, they don't even want the R's to come out. And my name, it sounds like an airline, Emily Cooper. And I was like, you're so cute, Emily. She was Emily Cooper, fly me. And then giggled at her little joke. You know what? I'm really, yeah. I'm really, I'm playing good cop tonight because you know why? I think I saw that the writer was named Allison Brown and I don't know who this person is, but I happened to look at the credits and like see the writer and I was like, I'm attached. She's a young woman. She's doing her best. And I think- Allison Brown is probably like 63. <laughs> she, she like spent her life coming up. She like wrote for Cheers, yeah. wrote for Friends. Somehow related for- to like the Fonda family. <laughs> yeah, she's like, how did I get here? <laughs> Allison Brown is like, yeah, I can whip something up. Give me a minute. <laughs> I'll make it happen. I loved it. Yeah. And then and then she takes a picture of a cheeseburger and she goes, cheeseburger in paradise. And yeah. oh, and, and important. I feel like it's sort of important. I mean, probably not, but it felt important that Judith knows about her because of her Instagram presence. It's the first time where she's like, I know about you because of your followers. I've seen you on Insta. I've seen you on Insta. And Emily's kind of, Emily smiles. And it should be, we should note that she is not just American, she's a Southerner. Yeah. (laughs) My name's Judith Robertson, (laughs) but the way they say my name is Judith Hobbelhun, and I don't even know what they're saying. Honey, I can't tell you how glad I am to be eating a French fry. Nothing, isn't it funny that a French fry no, makes it's me ironic. feel more at home? <laughs> she goes, she goes, um, isn't it ironic? And I, while we were waiting to to chat, I decided I would start rewatching the second the episode again. And so I got, I watched that scene again, and I was like, "What is ironic?" And I was like, "Oh, French fry." It took me a second though, and I was like, <laughs> "The show has outsmarted me." Like, I am now, I have, like, gone to a space of just, like, letting the show wash over me, which means, like, I'm not quick enough for the puns. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, oh, 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 and I thought it was so clever. You know, like, I really, I succumbed to it. Okay, I'm sorry. Whew. I'm so excited. No, so they have, like, a really, you know, they pal around at lunch and they have a great time getting to know each other. They really get along, talking about how out of place they feel. And then Emily and her work crew go to Kimmy's gallery opening. Or, like, the opening at the gallery that Kemi works at. And where they want... Where she's hoping that, like, Sylvie and Kemi will meet and they'll talk about champagne and, like, you know... Do the thing. What have you. And she has, like, talked to Mathieu Cadeau, the guy who works and family member of Pierre Cadeau, and he's like, I'll meet you at the gallery. She's like, I don't have time tonight. She's like, I'll just meet you. And it's exactly what I thought. If you all remember, I knew that that was going to be something. And he comes and he shows up. And they all look at this painting. And (laughs) I loved this scene. And Luke is like, I think it's clearly about sex. And Camille's like, yeah, that's actually totally right. That's what the artist thought it was. And then she's like, Emily is like, what? What? Her classic Emily thing of just being so baffled, prudish, so baffled. And she and Gabrielle exchange looks like, oh my gosh. And then Luke goes, can't you see the slit? And then he goes, the red is blood. The yellow is urine and something, something, something. And then Emily's like, but then what's the white? Yeah. And, and everyone laughs at her. And this is my favorite part of the episode. I love this. You know what I loved? Huh? No, did you know what I loved? If you know me at all, you'll know no, what I, I loved. Okay. I'm going to give you I a chance. Know what you if you knew me in the slightest, if you'd ever paid attention to me, you would know exactly what I liked. 
I hate when you love the episode and become mean. <laughs> this is my first time ever doing that. You've been vicious the I last know. two. Uh, um, no, it's not that obvious. But what I loved is something that I said a couple episodes ago, I believe, is that like I really loved when Sylvie called her out very explicitly mm. and like kind of named the thing that we as the audience have been feeling. And I would say specifically, I mean, you and me as the audience, I don't think the general public. But she says, she's like, huh, like she says something like classic Emily. She built an entire campaign around ejaculation and had no idea. Yeah. And I was so relieved because that's, of course, what I was thinking about the champagne, but I didn't know if anyone was going to mention it or if it was going to be one of those things where, like, we're not, like, that's, we're not supposed to, like, think of it like that. Right. Yeah. Sylvia's like, that's the spray, Emily. Like, that's literally what you've been selling this whole time. And she's like, what? (laughs) You know what I mean? I don't know. It felt so affirming. As somebody who's talked yeah. to boys before who've been like, what? Golf clubs aren't phallic. And I'm like, it's called a stroke. It's called a shaft. The head of the... It's like, you know you know what I mean? It felt very affirming to have this French woman be like, of course that's about sex. What are you talking about? It felt very good to me. Yeah. Well, Emily really doesn't know. And continuing how little she knows, Mathieu, Mathieu Kudo is like, let's go grab a bite. And Camille's like, oh my God. He only dates, like, hot young models. You should totally date him. And Gabrielle's like, why is someone who only dates models good for Emily? Like, if he's... And she's like, because he's so wealthy and successful and he's made something of himself. And Gabrielle is like, um, with his parents' money. Yeah. And they get into a little squabble. Yeah. And she's like, something, something, like, struggle isn't the only way, Gabrielle. Which, honestly, I love her for saying it. You know what I mean? I think their fight is really real. Their fight is really real because, like, what is the moral high ground of denying access? Like, he wants to be outside of it. It's like, yeah, but you are dating somebody wealthy. So, like, you have to make your peace with you. Yeah, it's true. I hear a little bit of music in the background. So what you're hearing, (laughs) thank you for noticing. I was about to bring it up. So what you're hearing is actually not music. It's the now constant construction they're doing on the building next door. It sounds like music to me, but I just love creation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know what time it'll end they start very early and in one of the rooms they set up this little station with a bunch of like lasers in it or one but lasers. so all these lasers all these laser beams now cut through our office oh into our kitchen oh my goodness i'm being monitored i'm being infected i, I don't know that. how many people are listening into this conversation right now but just know we should wrap things up soon <laughs> okay don't say anything you don't want to hear by millions yeah i know <laughs> Um, yeah, that's terrible. I'm so sorry. We should make note that you said they start very early, but we are recording this at seven o'clock at night. <laughs> so they also must go really late. They go late. <laughs> and by start early, I think I mean like nine or 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, the French early. So, yeah, right. As we've learned. Anyway, Matthew Cudeau asked Emily to get a bite and she's like, it's just to discuss business. It's not flirting. But of course it's a date and he takes her to his favorite crepe stand and she says, it's funny how every culture has its pancake. She's just making date conversation. Yeah. It's true. And every culture has its dumpling too. You know, that's my idea for a restaurant. I know. I know. I know. It's called pouch. (laughs) (laughs) And you can get any kind of pouch you want. There, that restaurant existed in Hyde Park. Yeah, I think he told it me. It was that. called Pack. 
Well, that's why it didn't survive. It had a bad name. It was called Pact and it went out of business. Yeah. <laughs> it had a bad name. But if it was called Pouch, are you kidding me? So cute. Ugh. Pouch? <laughs> are you kidding me? And the U is a smiley face? Two little dots with a, like umlau or whatever it's called? You don't think that's a little like... I feel like Pouch has a similar effect to Moist. Yeah, it, it definitely makes me think of like testicles. <laughs> and don't you want to take a big bite of that? <laughs> Every culture has their testicle food. <laughs> Perogies. <laughs> and they walk, and I will say, I think that, that uh, you know, she had a lot of chemistry with the 17-year-old. I also kind of felt like she had chemistry with Mathieu. I thought they were, like, sweet together. I mean, in a, in a sort of, like, okay, zaddy way, but, like, she, he's like, are you bored? And she's like, I'm not. And then they continue on their way. Yeah. I think that, like... <laughs> You're like, yeah, I don't agree. But she didn't... I don't know. I didn't buy their chemistry. I, I bought that he was, like, really flirting. And somehow finds her, like, fascinating and gorgeous. Classic. Um, Which is weird, because I feel like that's, like, a trope of, like, people being in love. <laughs> yes. I just don't get it. No, we talked about how uh, that all you want is someone to be like, I don't get you. I don't understand. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Yeah. Who are you, Emily Who Cooper? You? <laughs> yeah, Who are you, Emily Cooper? Fly me. <laughs> and she, speaking of, she says that she, she reveals that she didn't get on plane until she was 12. And this is her first time in Europe, which did we know that? No. And I wrote it down because I think this is also why it was one of my favorite episodes. If not, no, it was my favorite. Because we know how we keep talking about like what, who is she and, and what we were supposed to understand about her earlier that we didn't. Like, I think episode six, there was some sort of emotional reveal where we were like, oh, you're that. You're supposed to be basic or whatever, the Rengard episode. It was like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would have been so much more on your side if this was like a legitimate, honest conversation yes. of like, she's terrified to be in France. She has not had the, she <laughs> she didn't grow up in Wilmette, let's say. You know what I mean? Like not because yeah. it's sort yeah. of like she's sheltered and wealthy versus like, why not? just make her like sheltered middle class. Cause if, if that's kind of like what they're playing and that is what they're playing into, it doesn't really make mm-hmm. sense. But I love that idea though, of like not to erase middle class people from Womet, maybe. No, please. <laughs> okay. I will. Um, but yeah, but, but I love that because she, she says like, I feel so out of place. Like it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'd never been and like, I don't know how to be here. And, yeah. And I like that made me, yeah, it was the most on her side that I've been this entire time, but it wasn't really like in a pitying way either. It was just like, oh, I wish we'd gotten this like the second episode where mm-hmm. she'd like called her Midwestern parent and been like, please take me home. I don't feel like I fit in here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we'd had somebody, even if it was Addison, be like, don't make anyone ever feel like you don't belong. Like you don't have to be them to da 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 da. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, think I just gave well, myself I think they're chills. they're like a little. The sh- <laughs> <laughs> The show is, like, a little confused about, like, what her weak spot is. Because I think it goes from her being, like, my weak spot is I'm basic to, like, my weak spot is I'm a little uncultured. Like, yeah, I feel like it's unsure. I I think I agree with you, but I also, about this detail being, like, helpful. Yeah. But I also, and but I, but I still don't think that she's a very complete. No, no, no. Oh, it's not. (laughs) It doesn't make up for the last seven, I guess, eight episodes by any means. I just, I was sort of like, if I'm taking it just as this episode, if this were the second episode, I would be like, oh, like you're really trying hard. Yeah, you're really trying, and it's and it's probably really hard. And I'm, I'm on. I want you to 
feel more comfortable in this place mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. rather than what I thought it was, which is like a girl with her masters who grew up in Wilmette living in Chicago, had a great life, and then is just like baffled that France exists. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, I do know <laughs> what you mean. I do. But then um, she goes we get a nice work. moment at the office mm-hmm. where Sylvie gets a package from Antoine mm-hmm. and Luke and Julian. Oh sure. You, Julian, you why? I cannot. Just remember the gay black one Gerard. is Julian. Gerard. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they open the pack. So Sylvie gets a package from Antoine and she's like, I don't want it. Send it back. They open it and Emily's like, oh, earrings. They're beautiful. And Luke and Julian mm-hmm. are like, those are not earrings. Those are nipple clamps. I think nipple. I think piercings for her nipples. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But Emily is in, in Emily form so disturbed by this fact. What? No. What? No, 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 no. And I will say I'm at the part of pandemic where I'm just like, should I get them? <laughs> should I just like you you have a tab open? Yeah, I, honestly, it, I was like, instead of me being on like Emily's like, yeah, that is kind of alarming your boss. Because like, I could see why even if you knew about nipple <laughs> piercings, just seeing your boss's potential ones could be much but I was just like, I'm, yeah. I'm into it. I should get some we should I, all do it. <laughs> I had this thought I saw a thing on Instagram that like a tattoo shop was closing temporarily and rightfully so. But I had this thought of like, Oh, like, I totally would have gotten a bunch of piercings and tattoos if these places hadn't been closed. Like, Oh, for sure. During this time? Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. oh I totally would. I have all these, like, fake ideas about what I would have been doing with my time. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is, you know exactly what truth. you would have been doing. Yeah. I do feel that way. I do think, I mean, not to go on too much of a tangent, but I think we're being faced with our own mortality every day. And so a sense of, mm. like, impermanence, <laughs> thinking, like, you know what I mean? Just accepting the body mm-hmm. as impermanent, I think. It's like people are chopping their hair off. People are getting people are getting tattoos still. You know what I mean? Like I definitely yeah. feel like I know people who have gotten like huge tattoos during this time. They've just been like, Good whatever. I know. Whereas me, tattooless. And alone. And alone and so alone. So alone. <laughs> speaking of cool, speaking of very cool stuff. Gray space. One of the yeah, gray space. They're called Gray Space. They're one of the major streetwear players. They're American. And they cause trouble. They're kind of the pranksters. I would say they're the Banksy of fashion. <laughs> that's, that's not, the vibe that's I not got. a line in the show, but that you writing that right now could get you put on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Let's call Allison Brown. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I will say they're very cool. They're also the only men of color that we have seen this entire yes. show outside of yes. Julienne, whose name you can't remember. And it, it is sort of one of those things where you're just like, they're very cool. They do straight streetwear. No one gets them. And then it's just like an, an Asian American guy and a black guy being like very yeah. like yeah irreverent, like whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is a funny way to like try to subtly I don't like it's not subtle. It's the least subtle move the show has made, yeah. and the show is not subtle to begin with. But they're cool. They're fun. They're fun, and and they're at the they're at the American Friends of the Louvre gala mm-hmm. where Judith is there, mm-hmm. and Emily's excited to meet them because she's really impressed by the way they market themselves because they always cause a stir. Mm-hmm. And Judith is like, "Oh my god, this woman who's supposed to be wearing the Pierre Cadeau dress <laughs> is stuck on a plane in Texas." Who? 
well, possibly wear the dress. And I'm look, and I'm like, oh my god, who will they get to wear the dress? Yeah, like, totally. I have no idea who they could possibly get to wear the dress. Yeah, who could? Did who you have any thoughts? Possibly, no, because I mean, for me, I'm, all I'm thinking is who could wear the dress. So I can't even. Right, get there's no to, one. There's like no. There's no one around who could possibly fit the dress. I mean, the dress is her model. Yeah, like, a, I don't, there's no one, like, a model there. And, the, uh, wait. I guess. I guess. I have an idea. That's about you, because I think I know the perfect person. And then they hide it from us, the audience, yes. as if, like, they really draw it out, <laughs> which made me laugh so hard. We don't follow Emily into the dressing room where he, like, that classic scene of, like, you have to do it, Emily. Did it, I wonder if it was cut. No, you know she, I, mean? I don't think she had to be convinced. I think she was like, ah! <laughs> Yippee. No, she was probably like, what? Me? Are you kidding me? I'm a size zero. I could never. <laughs> I'm disgusting. I'm disgusting. I could never. Um, but then it, we see the auctions going really well. They're making a ton of money. And then little Elton John, Pierre Cadeau, a little kind of, I love him kind of, I think he's a fun character, yeah, um, yeah. is so excited. He's like, oh my God, my dress. And then she comes out and they're all like, Emily. Oh my God. Oh my God. And she like everyone thinks she looks amazing, and there. What is the comment? So they make a comment about how thin she is and how she looks so good because she's so tiny. Oh really? I missed it. Yeah, I must have like I forget what it was. Just blacked it out because it was too painful. Yeah, it's pretty upsetting. But so she she's wearing this dress. Everyone thinks she looks incredible. Everyone stops in their tracks, and then there's a bidding war, and the men from Gray Space, who she so admires and befriended earlier at the gala. Mm-hmm. are jacking the price up and they they win and she's like thrilled that they won because they're so cool and they'll lend an air of cool to Pierre Pudeau. Mm-hmm. They go up to accept their prize and they ejaculate sp- on her. They blast her with paint. <laughs> Black paint, yeah. yeah. Gray paint, excuse me. Gray space, gray paint. Gray, gray space. They blast her with gray paint. And she is mortified, and everyone is photographing her. And it it's very uh, Carrie Bradshaw tripping on the catwalk. I, I was thinking the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. It's also very Sutton Foster and Younger. She has to model for um, a book release. She has to <laughs> dress up. Another fabulously tiny woman who happens to work in publishing having to dress up as, like, a lead character of this book. And I will say, since the last episode we did, and... T- tonight i um i started rewatching younger which is a show i do like from darren star um which in contrast <laughs> in contrast to what <laughs> and it's so similar in spirit i really need to kind of parse out why younger was like so fun to me and why mm. emily has been <laughs> i hope know. i'm not ruining it for you no you're not ruining it for you never ruin anything for me i don't know oh, yeah that's true you know you've definitely ruined Ruined, the color green. Twenties. <laughs> <laughs> I know one thing for sure. I did move to Chicago, sort of, to be near you, and then the pandemic happened, and Chicago is a hard place to live during this time. So how about that? Okay, <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept the responsibility. <laughs> um, but that's heartbreaking. <laughs> no, but I was watching younger and. It's really similar in spirit. There's like this female, bo- but that there are a lot of big differences that um, I guess aren't worth going into, except that we do have listeners who have listened to or watched Younger. But I will say that the female boss in Younger is really fun and is a powerhouse and is very funny. 
Mm-hmm. And that's something that you and I have craved in this show is Sylvie's mm-hmm. uh, either like her comedic time or she's got great comedic time, but like giving her more humor and like kind of making her more of a, a feminist or more of an icon that we can like enjoy and appreciate. Younger really well, does have that. Something I that I like think I put a finger on today as far as what's been bothering me about Sylvie is that I think she's erratic in a way that like doesn't serve her and doesn't really serve the story. Like she's her her moods are just always about what's convenient for the story. Yeah. Right. And like they didn't let the turning point of them connecting over Sylvie being amazing at her job like lead to anything new at work. Like it's still the exact same dynamic. Yeah. It's really well said. And Sylvie was so frustrated with Emily this time. Yeah. She and was like, she can keep you. Like, this American, like, these, you know, we don't even need you here. I mean, she made a couple of jokes of, like, we don't. Well, and after the gray space incident, she says, if we lose this client, even Chicago will want to get rid of you. It's very, uh, yeah. It's like, whew. Even Chicago. Cold. Cold. Yeah, and also. Gabrielle her- comforts her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of. He brings her a newspaper and gets her a hug. <laughs> <laughs> he breaks the news and gives her a hug. And then they yeah. kiss a Sorry, couple times. You, what, what were you saying? They give the bisou, and then she's like, y'all kiss a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say about Sylvie that she also, uh, her relationship to Antoine is also erratic. Where she's like, I don't care. I don't want a lot from him. But then it's like, but you seem really mad that he gave you nipple piercings that are like made of diamonds and gold. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not like following when the turns ha- have happened. I guess when he mm-hmm. went on the... Bahamas or whatever. Where did they go? St. Bart's. St. Bart's. Thank you. No, no. The Bahamas. Um, <laughs> oh, honey. But then she, oh, you know, don't be like this. It's not a good look, Nina. It's not a good look. Oh, she's so, she doesn't know the difference. <laughs> what did it say? Bart's in the Bahamas? <laughs> she goes to visit Pierre Cadeau and he's just like, he's so sweet to her. I thought that the show was going to play at like, he was mad at but her. But like, are they best friends? Is she in his bedroom? Yeah, I think she is. I think Matcha probably let her up. And he goes, we both took it in the face last night. Yeah. And I was like, whew, my goodness. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, can't read my notes for this. Well, he's eating creme brulee. Or no, he's not eating creme brulee. Yes. He has a bunch of tiny Cracking creme brulees in front of him. And he's, he's smashing the tops because he finds it very satisfying. I thought that was very and funny. And I was really... I thought that was really funny, and I thought that Emily was going to also find it satisfying, and that would be cute, but she, like, doesn't get it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, she's, like, never satisfied, and not in a way where she's, like, always striving. Yeah. It's like, she doesn't get a lot of pleasure. Like, yeah. we never get to see her engage in pleasure. That's true. When, <laughs> that was when kind of last time she was enjoying herself? I guess when she was modeling the white dress, feeling she did tiny, like and getting a lot of attention, she was yeah. happy during that. And other than that, when the 17-year-old kissed her. Yeah. <laughs> She's a simple girl. <laughs> um, and he, and I loved his line. He goes, I've been a copy of myself for too long. That was a lovely line. Sad, lovely. And she's like, listen, I've got this great idea for you. I talked to Grace Space people. She didn't say that, but we know this happened. And she presents a sweatshirt that has Pierre Cadeau's logo with the splatter image from the from the auction yeah and he's just like and i i again i thought this was like an interesting mm-hmm. talk about fashion like that we have also we've referenced that um from devil wears prada of like you know that mm-hmm. amazing scene where she's like you think the blue you're wearing is because yeah. and it was kind of of that yes. element where he's just like 
fashion is about making people look beautiful. And she's like, that's not what it's about right now. And he's just like, that's painful to yeah. me. I want it to be about like making people yeah. pretty and stuff. Um, but she ultimately. He says, she says fashion is a concept. And he said, it's not a concept. It's about looking beautiful. Thank you for writing it down. And he, she throws the sweatshirt on the ground. He does not want to be part of a streetwear collaboration. Yeah. And she goes downstairs and Metcha is there. And he's like, you know what the French do when we are at our lowest? And I knew. I actually knew. Did you no, know? No, he said, no. He, he said, when the bombs were falling during World War II, <laughs> do you know what the French did? That's what he said. He didn't say, do you know what the French do when the times are But he are doesn't say fall to the Nazis. He says... <laughs> No, he said, the bombs were falling during World War II. Do you know what the French did? Stood up for the Jews. <laughs> and then and then the show takes a turn. <laughs> no, he, says, he says, they made love. And he kisses her. And she says, I'm not sure I'm that French. That's a very and, funny line. And he says, yet. I loved this. I loved it so much. I loved it so much. I don't even want them to get together. It's not even like I'm rooting for them as a couple. I just I think know, like... but it, it was fun. It was fun. It was like absurd and fun. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty wild to say when the bombs were falling. Yeah. I, I, to compare their situation <laughs> to that. Where I'm just like, oh my God, does this guy have like, is that his line? Has he done this before? Yeah, he knows how to get into Americans' pants. He's always just like, ah! <laughs> you know. I wrote, oh. I wrote, love that, dot, dot, dot. She looks so cute. Can you believe how far I've come? Can you believe it? <laughs> love that. It's like exposure to a song, as you mentioned early on. Yeah. You're like, my taste can change just by exposure. I'm just like, so fun. I'm so sad we only have one more episode. I really feel like all the guys are coming back together, like the hotelier is talking right like he was gonna isn't that mentioned early on the perfume guy oh yeah like i think i it yeah. might be what i thought which was that all the men who she's all like, the men i really i'm telling you I, that's my bet that's what i'm 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 willing to be so wrong publicly all of them are like emily yes emily exactly they all say it emily with all their same hair and we finally have to, like we have to, like yeah go through them each one by one and be like okay which one it's like in spirited away when like she has to pick which of the pigs is her parents yes it's they're like which one of these men that are identical <laughs> is the one you your like boyfriend <laughs> so i really like kept out of the conversations because i didn't want any spoilers for the show but um a friend of ours just started watching the show because she was listening to our podcast and she was talking about how she's only only watching because of Gabrielle. Do you know what that actor's name is? No. <laughs> you want to hear it? Yeah. Lucas Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That's Gabrielle. Lucas, Lucas Bravo. Bravo. Luca, Luca Bravo. Luca Bravo. I don't know if that's how they say I'll his name. Go, I'll go Sure, I'll do it. Um, I'll look at him. And can, what else does he do? I'm sure he models. I don't know. So handsome. He is so handsome. Are you finally on that crazy. side of that? Of like he's yeah, charming? I am. What was the yeah, turn I for am. you? I think it was like the last few episodes. Seeing it, like I like how they dress him. Mm-hmm. And I think he's like nice. Like I think he's like a very sweetheart yeah. guy. Yeah. I like how gentle he is. Gentle, except with his frustration with Kami. Where I'm just like, oh, 
But yeah, they dress him beautifully. They do a really good job not making him... Like, it's not metrosexual, but things just, like, fit him beautifully. Yeah. and it, But it's, like, still very masculine. It's really, like... Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's he really wears beautiful clothes. Yeah. Do you know what Kemi's real name is? I know it's Kemi. Yeah, it is. But that's what's her last name? I was going to say. <laughs> Razat. I just wanted you to know that her name is... I know, because they probably cast her, and they were like, perfect. She's perfect. Yeah, she's... <laughs> Let's just do that. Let's just use her, because then we don't have to change oh, the name Oh, we can't, because script. Amelie in Paris... <laughs> <laughs> remember how we're supposed to say it like that i've seen i've seen this going around twitter you're supposed to what's your emily in paris name so it's your name plus a city that vaguely <laughs> rhymes with it so what would you be nina in nina in burma <laughs> <laughs> oh we even have the same one nina and hannah in burma <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's so silly. <laughs> Why not Hannah in Panama? Oh, I like that. Hannah in Panama. <laughs> would you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I would watch it. If they if it was still like Patricia Fields costumes, uh-huh. but you in Panama, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'd watch. <laughs> well, they wouldn't even know how to dress me. <laughs> With my weirdly shaped body. <laughs> I think you're, I'll be honest, you're not thin enough. For listeners at home. She's, She's not. not. I'll say it. <laughs> I'll say we've all been wondering. Neither of us are thin How enough. How thin are we? Not thin enough to be on a Darren Star show. I know we sound thin. We're not as thin as we sound. <laughs> oh, so dark. I hope she's well. <laughs> I really do. I want that for her. Um... How are you feeling about the fact that we only have one more episode? I'm sad because this is, like, one of the only things I do. Yeah, for work. For work. <laughs> These girls, they giggle too much and they need new jobs. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? So, it, I, I I will be honest, I saw a preview for a terrible-looking Netflix show and I was like, wow, should I watch and podcast that with Hannah? That's really fun. I've had a couple of people be like... How about this Christmas holiday movie? That's what I was going to say, Dash and Lily. Oh, I just watched it. I watched the entire thing. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. I, it didn't even occur to me to, like, save it and to, like, broach it with you. Like, would you want to watch it? Would you want to? I feel like a fool. I can't believe I spent a Saturday on something I could have stretched out for two months with my friend. <laughs> Oh my god. Wow, that fucking sucks. It, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It wasn't worth binging relative to the joy of dissecting. It, was, it washed over yeah. me like a cold blanket. It looks rough. Yeah, there's a lot to be said about it. Um, but way less than Emily in Paris. I will say I got into a bit of a, not Twitter tiff with, with our friend Allie, but not, not a tiff, but I couldn't believe that she thought Dash and Lily was not as hard to watch as Emily in Paris. And I, I for, for what it's worth to listeners, and Nina, you should definitely watch it. Um, definitely. Um, it's just like not as toxic. Like, I, I, it's just sort of like benign. It's like benign bad. <laughs> what is it? Neutral evil versus like yeah. chaotic chaotic good <laughs> yeah. is emily in paris chaotic good i think i think it has to be chaotic evil but there's part of me that thinks it's like maybe it's 
Neutral? Neutral evil. <laughs> is that what it is? No, neutral evil. No, I think it's... It's definitely chaotic know. something, but is it chaotic good or chaotic evil? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wow, I'm really mm. sorry. Really fucked that one. No, no, I'm glad that you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <no. laughs> it was definitely something to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's my review my review is definitely something to do <laughs> <laughs> that's how like watching emily in paris i think i enjoy it because i'm like oh i get to hang out with hannah later if i'm watching it I, it feels like very pavlovian now where like when i when i'm watching it i know that i'm about to hang out with my friend <laughs> and there's pretty much nothing else in my life that means that i'll get to hang out with a friend <laughs> that's true that's so real. Yeah, there's really I'm like, nothing. yay! <laughs> I just have to sit through this. I'm like, I'm taking my friend. No matter what happens. <laughs> no matter what happens in this episode, I know one thing. I'll be home, <laughs> away from the virus, hanging out with my friend. <laughs> yeah. I can't, well, yeah. I'm really excited. I, I hope, I bet Antoine's going to come back. I think the lingerie has to be outed. Uh-huh. Um, like, I think maybe all of the men will converge, um, like, and somehow Gabrielle will catch her with someone and he'll be like, why are you like this? And she'll be like, you're not my boyfriend. And he'll be like, I love you. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to Kami? Do you think she's going to be mad or is she going to be like, I'm actually gay? No. I don't think so. I think maybe Kami will like, because you had said that you heard there was a cliffhanger. I could see the cliffhanger being like. That reveal with Gabrielle and like a series of walking in ons. Oh, like Gabrielle walks in on <laughs> Emily and Antoine and Matthew or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. and then and then Kemi walks in on Gabrielle and Emily. Like I could see it just being like a loop of walking in on each other. Wait, I love <laughs> this idea. It would start with her and the hotelier, then Machu would come in, then Antoine would come Machu. in, then Sylvie would come in, then Camille yeah. would come in and would be like, "You're with her." Oh, and then Gabrielle would come in and he'd be like, why? And she'd be like, why are you jealous? And then Mindy would come in and would be like, I'm going yeah. back to China. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. The viewers didn't like me enough. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm sure people love her. She wasn't in this episode, I like though. Mindy. She's just... Underwritten. It's always sad when they have to, like, figure out a storyline for someone. Yeah, for sure. And, like, what they came up with was that, like, she doesn't sing anymore. I don't know. Just I'm like they've found, they've come up with the most harebrained ways to like incorporate people into the master plot. Yes. Yeah. And they could not find a way to get Mindy in there. Well, she's at work with them and she doesn't date any of them. But she's <sighs> You know what I mean? Yeah, but she's wealthy in China. Yeah. Where I'm Maybe sure the episode they have more like... money to spend on their champagne than at a Cubs bar. What if what if she's like Will you represent me? I'm like a musician. Will you represent my brand of microphones? And then, yeah, you're right. It's impossible to write her in. <laughs> Never mind. It doesn't work. I can't. <laughs> There's no way. Well, Ugh. I can't believe my one I'm more. excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. That's going to be good. Can't wait to hang out with you again. <laughs> we just have to watch the last episode first. That's all I got. <laughs> Bye. Bye.